welcome to the Beauty Business Babes podcast, the show that gives you an inside look at the world of beauty and the business behind it all. I'm your host, Kelly Callahan, beauty expert and entrepreneur, here to share my industry knowledge and bring you insightful conversations with other successful beauty business babes. Growing my small mobile spray tanning business from literally zero dollars, zero clients into a million dollar a year business was not easy. I didn't come from money and I had zero clue what I was doing when I first started almost a decade ago. Now my mission is to help women from all around the world gain financial independence so they too can create the life of their dreams. Because if I can do it, I know you can too, sis. So sit back, relax, and get ready to become the highest version of yourself right here on the Beauty Business Babes podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Beauty Business Babes podcast. I'm your guest host, Anna, and I am here with Victoria today. I'm excited to chat with you, hear your story, and yeah, just share a little bit with our audience. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what you do in the beauty industry, and then we'll go from there. Sure. So hi, Anna. My name is Victoria Rocca. If you follow me on Instagram, you might know me as Victoria Glam. Uh, my Instagram name is actually Victoria.Glam. If anyone, if anyone is unfamiliar, I would love to get to know you. Feel free to DM me anytime. Um, so I am a beauty business coach and I specialize in content marketing. So content creation and really understanding your ideal client and who it is that you want to speak with. Um, and I, I come from permanent makeup. So that's kind of my bread and butter, right? I do permanent makeup services and I teach permanent makeup services. I own the Microblading Institute, which has locations in Washington State, Ohio, Illinois, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, and mine in Louisiana. And I also manufacture PMU products, uh, most notably pink gel numbing. Um, but we also have pink cream numbing, which I would love for you guys to try. It's the new kid on the block when it comes to numbing. I'm actually about to leave for the Czech Republic to go and educate there on numbing. So I've got numbing on the brain right now. Oh my gosh. What an incredible journey. How long have you been in the beauty industry? Um, I started in January of 2017, which I will never forget because, okay. So I guess I started like six months prior to that because I mistakenly believed because someone told me I needed an aesthetics license to get into permanent makeup, which is in my state, not true. So I went back to school, I guess, about June of 2016. And the second I graduated in December, I went to my friend Lisa Fast, who is an AAM platinum trainer, or she was in Texas, and I trained with her immediately. And then I found out I was pregnant and I was really pissed off. I was really pissed. I was like, who starts a new business and then immediately has a baby? I told you I didn't want kids right now. And my husband was like, "Mm, no time like the present girl. Oh my gosh. Well, that, I mean, that makes it even more impressive that you have done so much in so little time. And I'm sure you've had lots of ups and downs in your journey. Um, How has it been? I mean, like I think with your institute, that is amazing with all those different locations. Did you always know you wanted to get into training and teaching or how did that journey look for you? No. So I didn't know right away that I wanted to get into training and teaching, but, um, 
So I have a, a degree, I have a bachelor's of science from the University of Louisiana. And initially I worked in the nonprofit sector, but it's right there in the name nonprofit. So then when I wanted to get into permanent makeup, it really had nothing to do with wanting to start an empire or wanting to be some kind of mogul. It was nothing like that. Actually, I just wanted to be the kind of mom that I want to be. So I wanted to own my time. I wanted to be able to say, hey, my kids has something like, for instance, today my is my son's last day of school. So I actually canceled everything on my calendar today except for this call so that I could go and be with him on his last day of school and then do the the parties with him and all of his little friends and everything because it's la his last day of his very first year of school. And I didn't have to ask anyone's permission for that because... I'm the boss. That was kind of the entire goal. And then I made that a cornerstone of my business. So I do not sell permanent makeup training. I sell women ownership of their time. And I do that through the lens of permanent makeup, but I could do that through anything. We could do it through spray tanning, obviously. Um, we could do that through... Um, any kind of like service-based business where you decide who you work with and you decide when you're available and you set your prices. So I'm not building this huge empire so that it takes care of my family. I'm taking care of my family and then around them comes the needs of the business. Family first. Wow. I love that. And I love how, I mean, it sounds like ever since the beginning, it's all kind of like worked out for you with getting pregnant so early on in your journey. I'm sure that, you know, kind of changed, you know, your vision and your path. And I mean, look at you now, that's incredible. So I love that you brought up though, you know, family first and building your business around that and owning your time. And we see that a lot with spray tan class too. our students, you know, yeah. they find out that they can do this service without going to beauty school, which is huge, right? In most states. Um, yeah. And same with permanent makeup, it sounds like. So we, you know, hear these stories a lot. I'm the student success coordinator at spray tan class. So I do the discovery calls with students who think who are thinking about starting their business and, yep. you know, taking that step. So I hear these stories all the time. So I would love to hear your perspective about how, I guess, just really the importance for these women who are thinking about starting a business, um, specifically in the beauty industry, but maybe if you have some tips as to how you can, you know, build your empire while taking care of your family first. Cause I feel like that kind of gets lost along the way with some people who think they have to put all their time and energy into their business or leave their family to build their business. Um, do you have any tips on that? I think, I mean, tips, directives is just like, trust yourself, you know, um, how did Cy Robertson used to say that on the show Duck Dynasty, but he was so right. He would say, um, stay the course. No, it was Phil, the grandpa, the old, like wise one, right? He would say like, stay the course. And that was, that's really kind of my directive because there's lots of shiny stuff along the way that will catch your attention and distract you from your goal. But you have to stay the course with your original goal. Cause you, my grandpa used to say, you have one ass can't ride two horses with one ass. You got to <laughs> pick one. You got to leave somebody in the barn today. You know, you got to pick one directive. So if you have one goal in mind and you just are always following down that path, it'll lead you to the place that you're supposed to go. But even in the beginning, when you still have to, you know, your client's health doesn't evolve overnight. You have to, it evolves over time. So a lot of times people get stuck in this little pinch point of I'm still at this nine to five. I still have a boss, but I'm trying to build this thing over here on my own. And I may 
maybe already have the pressures of being a mom or a wife or the other roles that we play in life. In that case, it's kind of like, okay, well, something has to give and it can't be the job because the job is the stable money, right? The job is the thing that keeps paying me when my job that I'm creating for myself isn't stable yet. That is a trap because you can get stuck ignoring your business or letting your business kind of wither and die because you're too busy, like addicted to this $2,000 a month that you get from someone else when you could get 20 a month from yourself. So, um, I actually quit, I quit my real job and I had no money coming in except for my husband, thank God. So to bolster it, um, and Kelly and I were chatting about this at the AAM summit where we met, I actually, that's where my name comes from. I was glam tan and I did in-home tanning. So I would go to your house and I would bring my brand new baby with me in a bassinet and I would spray tan people. And um, it was more expensive if I went to you, it was cheaper if you came to me, obviously. But I rented one little room and I would spray tan in there and I would do teeth whitening in there and I would do lash lifts in there. And if you let me, I would do your brows and I would publicize the shit out of it. Can I curse on this podcast? <laughs> yes, I would though. So I would get a testimonial. I would get a before and after. I would get pictures. I would get video. I would get little behind the scenes video of me standing there working and silly things that happened while I was there. So like interacting with the other stylists who worked there. And I just really made this own my own like version of a reality show on my stories on Instagram. And that started building me a little bit of um of people who cared and getting me some attention to this little, oh, this little brow business. And now it's a mega brow business, but it didn't start that way. It started with just really tiny clips of really small moments that seem to be entertaining or fun. And I think that that's kind of why people gravitate towards my courses, because it looks like a place where we're just having fun. It doesn't look like going back to school. It looks like I want to be there. That looks like a party. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love everything you said there. Um, also, I haven't thought about Duck Dynasty in years. <laughs> so that is so great. Um so yeah, oh my gosh, that is so true. You really do have to stay focused, pick you know one or a couple things you really want to focus on. And then as you said, promote the shit out of it. I think a yeah. lot of entrepreneurs get, especially in the beauty industry, yeah. I feel like we get stuck in this like, what do I post sort of thing. And so I love that you said you just kind of make it a reality show. Um, I'm sure you know you obviously hop on your stories, show your face, all that good stuff. But as far as, you know, these um, beauty industry, beauty business babes, if they are struggling to create some content, would you have a couple tangible tips to really help get them kind of out of their head, like, and just do it? Because I know we can just say, just do it, just post something. But, you know, it helps to have kind of some good guidance back there. And I feel like, you know, that's your thing, content. So I would love to chat with you about that. The first thing I would tell someone who came to me and said, I don't know what to post. The first thing I would tell them would be, well, who are you talking to? That's question number one, right? Who are you even speaking to? Because if you don't know who you're talking to, then you really don't know um, kind of what to say to them. And there are certain ways that I would speak to, let's say, like an educator, like a teacher at my son's school versus ways that I would speak to my best friend, Arielle. I would walk up to Arielle and be like, hey, bitch, what's up? Where's the margaritas? But if I walked into the preschool and I said, hey, bitch, what's up, Miss LeBlanc? She would be like, why did you just call? You know, 
there's a different way that we speak to different groups of people be based on the kind of relationship that we have with them and the kind of relationship that we want with them. So at mm -hmm. my shop, I have a very relaxed, very make yourself at home environment. So we're very loud. We're very pink. We're very much like a sorority and we show up that way on social media. So I'm going to attract more of my best friend Ariel's than I am people who are looking for a relaxing spa environment. Let's say that is not the environment here. It's not calm, serene, you know, Ed Sheeran on a loop. You look perfect. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather die. I couldn't live every day that way. I can't. I can't edit myself that way. I can't tone things down. I want to know the gossip. We have an open concept salon. I want to know it all. But I show up that way on social media. And I don't have to think super hard about what to post because I just post like if I were speaking to my best friend, would I want to send this hot gossip to my best friend? Would I want to tell my best friend what this idiot just did at the shop? Can you believe she just did this? And I don't mean idiot clients. I mean, idiots that I work with. <laughs> <laughs> It, so it always feels like a backstage pass to the shop. And I just showcase what really goes on. I think that's the magic. Some people are so worried about the persona that they want to show to the world instead of just showing their real self, their real personality, their real relationships, that it becomes like a little box you have to fit into. And you have to think of what to say next, because what would that person say? I just say what Victoria would say. I think Know who you're talking to and then know who you are. And those two things absolutely. will always go together. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I think like authenticity is so key. And if you are the person that, you know, has a serene spa environment, like that's great. Um, yeah. But it's really all everything in marketing comes down to how you're talking to your audience, right? And especially in the beauty industry and especially for spray tan artists or maybe waxers or people who see their clients naked like especially but really anyone your clients want to know who they're coming to too so yeah. show your freaking face <laughs> absolutely show your face and really especially when people are you know when nudity is involved like in permanent makeup we do areola we do um sometimes i as an sd i also will incorporate dry needling for things like scars you know um mm -hmm. so there are and there's people who have had chemotherapy and so now we're putting back on brows i have trickle telomania clients who have no eyelashes and i touch up their eyeliner almost yearly because if it's not jet black it's super noticeable I think that there's lots of vulnerability in our clients and the more that they trust us, the easier it is for them to come in and kind of drop their robe, so to speak. Right. Um, and an easy way to build that trust is to show up as who you genuinely are. If you're always showing up as a caricature of yourself or as who you think people want you to be, then there's, it never quite smells right. You know what I mean? Like you can kind of sniff when someone's not being their authentic self and that will put you off a little bit. So to your point where you were saying, you know, some people do want that really serene spa music, Ed Sheeran loving cucumber water girly pops. I think that's great. And there's a group of people who would be incredibly uncomfortable at my shop because it's loud and it's pink and it's like a sorority. And Sarah's telling us, you know, how she, I don't know, got railed by two guys at a college bar last night. And some people would clutch pearls at that. And that's okay. There needs to be a place for them too. Right. So if that's who you really are and that's who you're trying to attract, then that's how you should show up. 
Exactly. And it's so important to realize too, like not everyone is going to be your ideal client. That's just facts. Mm -hmm. Like you don't want those. I mean, like you would serve people, but you don't really, there's a certain type of people you want in your salon. (laughs) Not me. I blocked somebody the other day. (laughs) (laughs) She called me and I was like, "Ah." that was three red flags on this one phone call. I was like, I will call you back. And I blocked her. <laughs> exactly. It's better for her. It's better for me. It's it's better. It's better. Exactly. There's someone out there for her, and it's not you. And that is okay. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so, um, I feel like a lot of people who are just getting in the beauty industry, right? They might. Sh- we a lot of us don't have any business knowledge, right? Like, m- for many like in aesthetic school, they don't teach you crap about running your own business. Um, and so I feel like with programs like spray tan class and your program, you're, we're not really wanting people just to be a good spray tan artist, right? We want you to be a good business owner. So what beside, I mean, obviously there's so much to running a business besides doing the services, right? So do you have any, um, like maybe just, like beginner business tips or tidbits or like how to really treat your business like a business because I feel like a and I started out this way in my business I started out and I was just doing the spray tans and I thought that was good enough and I found out really fast that that's not enough you know you have to do your bookkeeping you have to do all of this so how do you navigate that um and you know even feel free to touch on your courses. Do they offer like a business side, marketing side, stuff like that? Yeah. So I've been a business coach for a few years now. And of course, whenever I was crafting my curriculum, I did make sure that we have um, a marketing portion incorporated into that so that we can help you get booked and stay booked, basically. So we break it up into client types from clients who are thinking about booking all the way to clients that we had, you know, a year ago. And different tips and tricks on how to get them back through the door, how to get them to rebook, that kind of thing. But I think in general, across any um, service business, I would say if you don't know how to run a portion of your business, first of all, face your fear. A lot of people are scared of their numbers. Most people don't know their numbers. They have no idea if they're charging the right amount for their service. They looked at other people around them and they took their service price or they or they tried to price themselves, quote, competitively. But they don't even know what that means. Like just because somebody across the street charges $45 for a spray tan does not mean that you charging $40 or $50 is competitive. That's not what that means. You have no idea what their overhead is, how much they actually owe. You don't know what they're keeping off that $45. So $45 to them might be great. And for you, it could be detrimental to your business. You know, case in point, there's this really nice um, like business park in my town called Park Lafayette. And it's posh. Okay. It's in the middle of like the nicest part of town and it's very expensive. And for whatever reason, there's also very high turnover there. Like people move in, people move out. And I don't know why, if it's because it's expensive or if the landlord's a douche, I have no idea. But I know that there's a girl who started baking cookies straight out of high school, 18 years old in the middle of the pandemic. She may have even been a senior in high school at this time. She started baking cookies and her cookies, she cannot keep a full day's work. Like she, she cooks them. There's a line around the, like, I don't know, I guess her house at the time. She couldn't keep them on the shelf, so to speak. Right. So she wound up having to get herself a commercial bakery so she could bake even more, whatever. So she gets this commercial property in that nicest area of town. 
And her cookies are not cheap, but they're not expensive either. Like I could afford to eat Caroline's cookies. And here's the thing. How is she affording rent that like a a yoga studio with memberships and upgrades can't afford to stay in? Right. Well, I did some digging and I found out it's because her daddy and the man who owns the park is best friends. And she was 18 in high school and they didn't think it was going to last very long. So he made some kind of deal with her. Allegedly, allegedly, this is the gossip that someone told me at my shop um, so that she paid a dollar a month in rent for the first three years because they didn't think she would make it the first three months. Well, a dollar a month in rent. Are you kidding So, of course, she can price her cookies at $25 a dozen for things she baked herself and doesn't employ anyone. She's keeping, you know, $20 off of that. But if you or I did it and tried to park our business there, we would go broke really quickly. Those cookies have to be $60 a dozen. So when you're thinking about how you're going to price things, I want you to think about Caroline and her freaking cookies, okay? Because everything that you pay in your business has to go into how you price things. And if you don't, know your numbers, then you have no idea if you can afford any of this. Is it even worth it? You could probably have a whole lot less stress and work at Target for $15 an hour and go home and forget about it. Because when you're home is when business really stresses you. Things you shouldn't have done, things you should have, you have to do tomorrow, whatever. So Mm -hmm. I think um, getting that monkey off your shoulder is one of the easiest things to do. If you don't know what you're doing, hire someone who does. I promise you it's much cheaper to hire a bookkeeper who works for a CPA and pay their hourly rate than it is to try and apologize and pay back the IRS later. (laughs) That is expensive. And if you just take that thought process and apply it to anything in your business, you don't understand marketing, mentorship. I had a business mentor when I first started out. I got a business mentor. I have a CPA. I have a bookkeeper. I have to have both because... um, I have to get audited every year for my school through the state. The state requires me to get audited. But so I have to have a CPA. I have to have a bookkeeper. Um, I'm great at marketing, but I have three accounts. Microblade Institute, Victoria Glam, and Brow Sister. That would be an entire day's work right there. So I taught somebody else how to do it. And now they take over my account. Don't be afraid to sub things out when they're too heavy for you or if you don't understand them. And if you can't sub them out, you really can't because you're just, just, just starting out Then learn about it. Ignorance is not an excuse. My, um, my civics teacher used to say that she was talking about taxes, but she would say, um, not knowing the rules doesn't mean you're not playing the game. Oh, yes. No, exactly. When you get into owning your own business, like that's just part of it. The numbers are part of it. The taxes, the, the marketing, the content creation, you know, you're not just the spray tan artist. You're not just a permanent makeup artist. Like eight full-time jobs. Exactly. Yeah. And then don't have two kids while you're starting like me. Oh my God. You'll really go gray. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that because I actually just on my Instagram stories last night posted about how, you know, when I was spray tanning as a mobile spray tan artist in Los Angeles, pre pandemic, pre COVID, pre inflation, I was charging over $90. And then I moved to Kansas and spray tans are $20 here. And I'm like, I have to find a middle ground, you know? And so I was basically, I was just saying like, you really can't compare your business to anyone, someone down the street or in another city or another state. There are so many factors that go into, you know, your business, your success, your experience as a business owner, um, everything. 
Yeah, it's so true. And that's, um, that's exactly why I didn't tell you how much rent usually is when I say it's expensive in that area of town. I didn't mention the number because some people would scoff at that and say, I wish I paid that. Well, that's great. But you also probably earn more than we earn because everyone's economies are different. So when you're looking on a national scale and you're comparing apples to oranges, you'll really screw yourself because you might say, oh, well, there's a trainer in you know Arlington, Texas, who I don't know why I said Arlington. I'm not thinking of anyone, but um, there's a trainer in Arlington, Texas. So there's a trainer in Delaware. There's a trailer in Illinois and, and they charge, you know, X amount. So why do you charge X amount? Well, forget just the overhead, but let's talk about economies, like local economies. Things are dead. The money coming in is different. The money going out is different. The taxes are different. The way you are taxed is different. There's no income tax in Texas and Florida. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of factors that go into things. So even if you're, if, even if you are trying to make sure that you're priced quote competitively and you know how to do that with your numbers, make sure you're looking in your local area because there's so many other factors when you're looking like, you know, like you did, like moving from one state to another, things are very different, very different. And Kansas is, um, is widely an oil state, right? Yeah. Yeah. Us too. So when the, when the, when oil's down or when there's any kind of, you know, stuff going on with oil regulations and all that stuff, all of those economies are suppressed. So you picked the wrong time to move, my friend. That's why it's $20. You picked the wrong time. To move. A couple of years ago when there was a big boom before uh, OPEC kind of threatened everything. I don't want to get into oil, but before that, you know, things were great. And then my husband got a job and that meant that, you know, the oil field couldn't be great anymore. <laughs> That's the luck. That's so funny. Looking to generate more revenue in your current beauty business? Have you thought about adding spray tanning to your service menu? If you are looking to start or grow your spray tanning business, then I wanna invite you to join our accredited coaching program at Spray Tan Class, the premier destination for sunless tanning education. Our comprehensive training programs are designed to teach you everything that you need to know to deliver a flawless, customized tan for your clients. From skin preparation to product selection to spray tanning technique, we cover it all in our in-depth courses. But our education does not stop there. We also provide you with ongoing support and resources to help you build and grow your business. Our network of industry professionals and business experts are available to answer your questions and provide guidance as you navigate the sunless tanning world. And the best part, our certification programs are flexible and affordable with online and in-person options to fit your schedule and budget. Plus, our courses are accredited so you can trust that you're receiving the highest quality education and training. Don't wait, invest in yourself, invest in your business with Spray Tan Class. Visit spraytanclass.com today to learn more and sign up for one of our certification programs. We can't wait to help you achieve your sunless tanning dreams. Um, awesome. Well, so let's get into, because you talked about, I love how you brought up even different trainers, like the economy is one thing, but different training programs are also not created the same. And we right. know this to be true at Spray Tan Class. You know, you can train with anyone. You can even watch a YouTube video for, for spray tan training if you wanted to. And obviously we know what makes our program different, but do you have, um, like, how would you explain? Because, well, not how would you explain, <laughs> but, um, just kind of what to look for in a reputable training program. I would love to chat about that because a lot of 
spray tan artists, make, permanent makeup artists, really anyone in the beauty industry, oftentimes we're looking to add other services um, or, you know, level up our education. So how would you, you know, see if someone is like someone you want to work with for to train for a new service? Um, I would say regardless of the service, regardless of where they are, it, across the board, if you are looking to add on a new service of any kind, permanent jewelry, permanent makeup, spray tans, um, lashing, whatever it is, first check out their socials and feel out the vibe. Are they showing up as their authentic self? Do you trust them? Um, before you hand over your hard-earned money, you have to decide whether or not you trust them. And if they're in a different city every day, quote, graduating people and showing stacks and stacks and stacks of cash, I don't trust you because that's not real. Um, secondly, I would say, feel out their vibe. Do I, would I go for drinks with you? Do I like want to be in your space? Do I want you in my space? Because I'm not just going for a one or two day class. I'm in it for the long haul, right? Like if I have questions, it's my trainer. I need a call it next time that I want to learn something. It's my trainer or my trainer's recommendation who I'm going to call. So as I'm, you know, kind of like leveling up in my career, I want a long lasting relationship. So I could pick up the phone and call Lisa fast right now. And I haven't seen her since 2019, I would say maybe even 18. I could call her though, because there's, she's a great person. I have gone for drinks with her. Like she's so fun. And I feel that way with my students. Like, I feel like, first of all, I'm only as successful as my least successful student. You know, it's like the, um, what's that old quote about a shepherd going back for the, for the one sheep or whatever. It's kind of like that. So um, if, if they don't have students who are now working in the field that they train in and they're still colleagues and friends, then I, I don't know what to tell you because a trainer who views the people they're training as now new competitors is a fool and you should get out of training immediately. And I hear people say that, especially in business coaching, people say, well, I want to become a trainer, but I don't know if I, there might be like a, um, like a radius. Like I won't train anyone who's within 75 miles of me or something. Cause I don't want new competition, baby. How are they your competition? You're the educator. <laughs> right. They're brand exactly. new. You're the educator. You're the master. How are they your competition? If you view your children as competitors for attention in life, let's say like the moms who view their daughters as their competition, you're a shit mom. So please don't train if you feel that way. So go and look on their social media and see how many of their students tag them and stuff. How many of their students are now working? How many of them still talk to their trainer? That's important because you want this long-term relationship with them. Also, I mean, there's the obvious ones, right? Like, are they licensed? (laughs) Do they practice sanitation? Um, It's all those things. But for me, the big ones that really differentiate people, because let's face it, getting a license is not difficult. You pay some money and you show them a couple papers and that's, and the state's like rubber stamp, great, pay me every year. They really don't care. So just having a license is that's the bare minimum. That's nothing. I want to know what is that relationship going to be like? What am I investing in? Are you someone that's going to, you know, pull, pull up stake and leave town as soon as we're done with this class? Or do I have someone who I can call? How many years has it been since 2019? I'm bad at math. However many years later and be like, hey, Lisa, how's it going? Question. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I and I've trained with yeah. lots of people. I've trained with Taryn. I've trained with Will Anthony. I've trained with Carla from Sculpt. I've trained with 
lots of people and there are lots of people I could call. And I haven't seen Lisa in many years, but I can tell you right now, she comments on my Facebook and says, I'm so proud of you. We follow each other there. And I could call her, even though I've moved on, I've had other trainers. It doesn't matter. There's no burned bridges with Lisa. Any, any one of our students could call her. And I think that's important. And that's kind of like how I've shaped myself as an educator as well. I want you to feel like you always have this lifeline. Exactly. Yeah, that's really important too. And I think that's a thing, you know, at spray tan class that we're pretty good at too, is like just showing just our vibes, right? And not everyone's going to be for us. If you are a trainer yeah. too, like, or looking for a training program, like not every, there could be a great program, but if you don't vibe with the brand and you know, your trainer, it's just not going to go well. You're not going to reach your potential possibly like you might both leave with hurt feelings. So it's best to just really do your research, figure out who it is you really want to work with and, you know, do what it takes to work with them. So, yeah. and it's usually, yeah. and notice how in that whole conversation, we never brought up money, <laughs> like how much it costs because yeah. like a good trainer, you know, you find a way to make the investment, right? There's, there's great trainers who are medium pricing and there's awful trainers who are the highest price, which where is that audacity coming from? There's one in my town. She's not licensed to train. I don't even think she's licensed to work. Um, and I had a girl come to me crying and say, oh my God, what do I do? You know, she took my kit. She told me that I, I had to work on some absurd number of models before she would give me my certificate. Um, you know, when I got there, she like as day one, walking through the door, not even hello. She was like, your model will be here in a minute. Oh, we're tattooing faces today. Uh, oh she, God. she refused to have the model sign any paperwork. Um, she, you know, yelled at me about what, I, and they're in a, a rec room at a church, which I know is not licensed for tattoo. It, and it means that it's donated. So she doesn't even have any overhead, whatever. Come to find out, she paid three times what I charged for a licensed proprietary schools course, which was expensive. Mm. There's a lot of people eating off of the tuition that I have to, because I have to pay the proprietary school, I have to pay DHH, I have to pay taxes, I have to pay the educator, this whole, and this lady is walking out of the church with, you know, almost $9,000. I thought that was crazy. And that was the first time that I realized, not all trainers really have their students. That's when I first started my school. Not all trainers really have their students' best interest at heart. But I'm also not a charity. So did that girl get to come and train with me for free because somebody else chipped her? Of course not. Exactly. And that's yes. what she wanted. I felt bad for her, but I, there, you didn't do your research. When you walked into that church, you didn't have a weird feeling that you shouldn't touch your faces here? <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Well, we have started at spray tank class. We've actually started our teacher training program. So it's our train the trainer program and we're helping yeah. to educate people who want to be trainers in the industry because there is that gap of like, you know, anyone can become a trainer, right? Which is true. Um, but we think it's really important to, you know, have some something to back you up as, you know, a trainer. And obviously there's no guidance over a certified trainer or anything. Right. But we do want to make sure that, you know, people, if they are, this elevates the whole industry, right? Is when we can help create better trainers and we don't, obviously find it to be competition to us at all like because right. there's going to be trainers out there for everyone so 
I have a train the trainer program as well. And I exactly, that's exactly it. Like I felt like there needed to be uniformity and I needed to have really solid resources. So when you're using something like Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Pinterest, whatever, um, you don't always get leads just in your area. So sometimes I was getting people saying, well, do you have anyone who could train me in California? Do you have anyone who could train me in Texas? So I started taking people who met certain standards and teaching them my curriculum and letting them teach my curriculum. And that's where I send those leads. I think that we should have an entire nationwide army of people with a course that was platinum certified by the AAM that was approved by the state board of colleges. Like it's, it's uniformity, you know, and I can't force you to take it. You could go and train wherever you want to, but the more people that I can get there and serve. And if I can loop someone else into that and make them a great educator, maybe someone who doesn't, not everybody knows or wants to know how to actually create a course you don't know all the learning types. You don't know all the learning styles. You don't know the education types. I took all that into account. I got with a whole bunch of teachers and I was like, help me make sure that this makes sense to auditory learners, et cetera. So um, I think that that's really impressive that you guys have started this train the trainers initiative because that's really, you know, there's a whole lot of people who take their first class and they turn around and they say, I'm an educator now. Are you? Are you, what what happens if, um, if she's green and she has flaking all down the front of her neck? What do you do? Right. What do you do? You don't know because you took one class last week. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it comes from like years of experience too. And granted, like a lot of, you know, everyone goes at their different paces in their journey. I know that like, you know, some people start training after they've been doing it a year. Some people spray tan or do whatever for 10 years before they get into training. And some people don't want to get into it at all, but yeah. definitely making sure that you have you know, some experience behind your back as well as the education. And as you said, just your students' best interests at heart. (laughs) Exactly. That was probably one of the hardest cases I ever had as a business coach was um, I had a girl who they have standards in their whatever state she lives in, just like I do. So in the state of Louisiana, to be a proprietary school and educate, you need four years licensed in your field. So this girl had that. And her mom was really pushing her because her mom's in the beauty industry also really pushing her to become a a permanent makeup educator. And they hired me to teach her how to create her own course. She didn't want to do train the trainer. She wanted to do her own thing. But here's the thing. She didn't want to train. She didn't want to be an educator. She wanted to do her job and she wanted to go home. And her mom was like, you could do more. You could make more. You could. And she was really just cheerleading her and believing in her. But the girl wasn't interested. That was difficult to coach. That was very difficult because just like you said, there are people who have been doing this for years and are so talented and would be great educators, save for the fact they don't want to be. Please don't feel pressured to always have to chase the next thing. If you're happy in life, that is great. Don't let like toxic hustle culture push you into something that you're not interested in. And I'm not saying her mom was toxic. I'm just saying, you know, this always need for like more, 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 more. If you're happy, be happy. Exactly. Yes. Because they were making me miserable. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Because yeah, everyone has different goals. And I see this a lot as an esthetician too, you know, in these esthetician Facebook groups, you'll see like, oh, you know, I want to go out on my own. I want to go out on my own. And then I feel like there's a lot of people who are like, I saw a post just the other day and they were like, 
what's the big deal with like wanting to go out onto your own there this girl was like I, I would love post. to just go to work and go home and I was like yeah girl I mean like do it like I feel like there's so much like expectation of what you should do in the beauty industry you know whether yeah, it's the sure. training or going solo or whatever just do what you want if you want to be an employee but you love you know giving facials find a great spot where you can get facials at and stay there for 30 years if it makes you happy like do whatever I think I think a lot of people really have to go and and learn for themselves that they don't want to own a spa. I think a lot of people have to go through that journey. Otherwise, they'll have to live with the what if or could I have done it or or would I have been happier if I had done it or would I have nicer things if I had done it? Go out and do it, girl. Go out and do it. And then, you know, some people truly are meant to be a leader and be a businesswoman. My friend Rose Prieto said this to me once, hurt my feelings, serves me every day. She said, are you a little girl with a business or are you a businesswoman? Well, I am a businesswoman. I love business. I love business more even than I love doing permanent makeup or being like a, a beauty service provider. But if that, if like the artistic side of it and, you know, creating art every day really fills up your cup, then business is going to drain you. You're going to hate business actually, because it's a lot of emails. It's a lot of paper pushing. It's a lot of checking boxes for other people. But I think some people can hear me say that, but until they go out and chase that dream themselves, it never feels that way. And so many people are afraid to hire. I was talking to um, a, a friend of mine, Marcy, earlier just this morning at um, at the field day thing at school. And she she really needs to hire. She's at max capacity with her social media business. And she was saying, I could teach someone how to manage these accounts. But what stops them from saying, thanks for the free lesson and running off and starting their own business? Everyone worries about that because like you said, there's people who will take a spray tanning class and then all of a sudden they're an educator, right? Um, you can't be scared of that. You have to just chalk it up to like some people are going to hurt you in business. Some people are going to use you in business. Some people are going to be here today and gone tomorrow. Some people are going to want to stay. And I have learned that the people who say, I just want to do my job and go home. Those are the people you employ. And the people who come to you and say, you're such an inspiration. I love you. I love this business. I love everything you built. I wish I had my own place like this. I want to be just like you. Th that makes you feel good. And I root for you, but I don't want to hire you because I know where this is going. You're either going to become resentful of me in business, just running my business that I've always run, or you're going to become envious of it and want to do it yourself. And really, you're probably just here to learn how I do it anyway which is fine. But if that's the case, then pay me to business coach you because coming be my employee doesn't serve me or you. It makes, you know, a rift between the two of us when you leave with, you know, jacking all my systems and taking some clients. And it also like, you know, the, the laws of the 48 laws of power, right? Like the student should never surpass the master for you to try and leave and like do better than me means by law, you must dislike me. We don't have to dislike each other. Just hire me as a business coach. Go and figure out if you like it or if you don't like it. And if you don't like it, be an employee. And that's it. I think some people have to go on that ride. They cannot help themselves. They must figure it out. And for some people, it's great. And for other people, they're going to lose a lot of money and then they're going to get a job.
Right. But also just realizing like, that's okay if you get into something and you don't like it. Okay. Well, oh, yeah. you tried and, you know, go, go do something else. And then you, you know, know how many that. businesses I had, I should have known that I was a businesswoman, not a beautician, right? I should have known that that was my true interest because I was always looking for the passion. So I have had a lot of businesses. I, um, I was altering clothes. So I would take in a dress or I would hem your pants. I, um, ran uh, like a daycare kind of, cause I have a whatever, like child and family studies kind of thing. So I ran nonprofits and I did boys and girls clubs and I, girl, I was going to have a kid's clothing boutique. If it was entrepreneurial, I was going to try it. I was going to try it. And I should have known, obviously, Victoria, (laughs) business is the thing. Just focus on the business and the rest will fall into place. But it worked the other, it was ass up for me. I did it the other way. Find something (laughs) and then turn it into a business. Right. Some people just have that entrepreneurial spirit. Yes, exactly. And some people don't. And that is okay, too. (laughs) That is totally Um, okay. okay. So tell me how people can work with you, whether as a coach or um, with one of your trainers. Sure. So if you go to victoriaglam.com, you will find links to everything. You'll find our training programs there. We have lots of different, um, we have the in-person brow classes. We have hundred hour brow classes. We have hybrid models. We have educators in other States. We can link you up with the whole thing. You can find my podcast, the glam life podcast, where I give bite-sized tips on, and also celebrity deep dives on marketing every Monday and Thursday, save for today. Cause I'm here, not online. And, um, you can also find a lot of freebies, including like how to, uh, I think there's a beauty business built clientele builder there. Um, there's a checklist for starting your own beauty business. There's lots of great stuff on there. If you want to work with me as your coach, I'm so sorry to tell you, but I am not coaching this summer. I am taking the entire summer off. I'm only working until noon. I'm calling it the summer of suns. And because I work for myself and not anyone else, I'm only working till 1130. And then my kids and I are going to the pool. I love it. Good for you. That's great. Perfect. Awesome. Well, it has been so fun chatting with you today. We had a lot of good conversation about running a business as a beauty entrepreneur. So thank you so much for your time and all of your value. And we are going to put all of your information in the show notes. Thank you so much. Thanks, Anna. Thanks for tuning in to the Beauty Business Pays podcast, where we dive deep into the world of beauty and the business behind it all. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and gained some valuable insights to help you thrive in this industry. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review to let us know what you think. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover, reach out on the Beauty Business Babes Facebook group. You can go to Facebook and search Beauty Business Babes and you'll find us there with over 11,000 other beauty professionals. Until next time, keep chasing your dreams and remember that with hard work and dedication, you too can be a successful beauty business babe.